For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Bill for Playmakers podcast. I'm your host, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. If this is your first time tuning in, we appreciate you guys checking us out. If you've been a loyal supporter, we appreciate you guys coming back. FSU, fresh off of three consecutive wins. Big dominant win over UMass last week. And if you listen to the podcast last week, you know, that's one of the things we were looking for. The mentality of the team, if they were going to impose their will. If they were going to you know, take care of business early and allow the backups and reserves to come in and get some valuable playing time to build depth. Uh, of course, the game did not start out that way uh, with Travis J. fumbling the opening kickoff. But I thought the way the defense responded by not allowing any yards and holding UMass to a, a long, a career long field goal by that field goal kicker. So, you know, props to him for converting in the moment but um you know I thought that you know an FSU went on to score on every um, offensive possession after that to hold a comfortable lead um, going into halftime and you know it was pretty much a wrap from there Um, but you know saw what I wanted to see Um, as I mentioned on Twitter you know Jordan Travis was was running around a little bit too much to my liking there early on but you know they kind of settled down and and got down to business um you know saw saw a lot of great things um things that you know they can build on uh going into the uh, clemson week um here on saturday with clemson opening as 10 point underdogs i know a lot of people were thinking the line was going to be lower but um you know if you look at you know the preseason clemson probably would have been like 17 point favorites um you know if we were to go back to the preseason but with how they have looked um, here as of late and FSU uh, kind of turning it on. And, you know, the game is, you know, is a road game. So, you know, odds makers usually give teams three points for that, uh, give or take. Um, so which means if FSU and Clemson played on a neutral field, then, you know, they will be around a touchdown favorite. You know, so if you are a betting man, which I'm not really, um, make sure you head over to uh, Bet Online dot com where you can um you know use the mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v 50 to receive your bonus um bet online has a lot of great uh, options whether it's you're betting straight up the spread um a lot of um player props um whether you're betting on the nfl uh, ncaa you have ncaa basketball coming up um great source for you to um to try to win some money um you know so head over there and support those guys for uh, supporting uh the bill for playmakers podcast but you know um one of the one of the things the things coming out of the umass game um is you know jordan travis one of the biggest differences that i can see from him is you know just his confidence uh jordan 
looks like a totally different player out there. Um, even going back to the Notre Dame game, um, you know, he looks, you know, in full command of things. Um, you know, he does still get happy feet, you know, here and there when he gets pressure. But uh, really, he he uses those opportunities to, you know, create opportunities um, with his legs and to get the ball to his receivers, when, you know, if they can get open. And that's probably going to be um, a key component to the Clemson game. And we'll talk about that later this week. Um, but his confidence, you know, just the way he um, rides the mesh point on that read option, um, uh, you know, you know, he made some really decisive decisions uh, in the passing game, um, especially the uh, pass to Malik McLean. You know, he let that uh, that um, play develop across the middle there, and he hit him in stride. I mean, just perfect. And Malik uh, made that one defender missed, and you know, he took off. Um, I think it was what fifty-one yards and. Uh, props to Lawrence Toffoli for for landing that block to spring him for for even more yards. But you know, I, man, I, I can go back to week two and week three, and I was just begging the coaches like, we gotta quit this this two quarterback system. You know, we gotta stop trying to make Jordan Travis a, a drop back quarterback. You know, and here we are a few weeks later. They are playing to uh, playing one quarterback, obviously playing to his strengths i mean he's passed like less than 30 he has 30 less than 30 pass attempts the last two games combined uh completing you know over 60 percent of his passes and i think kenna Dillingham said he had three three throwaways um in the uh umass game and of course uh, ontario wilson um, dropped the uh, potentially would be touchdown there um, before they were able to um, punch it in. So, you know, Jordan's playing with a lot of confidence, and that's going to be big on the road whenever they, they take on Clemson. Um, and I know I, I beat it like a dead horse earlier in the year. Um, you know, everybody was on the defense, you know, fire Adam Fuller, fire Adam Fuller. And granted, you know, he's not perfect. He, you know, he's made some some really questionable calls. But, you know, the point I was trying to make was, you know, if the offense gave the defense some semblance of hope, like, hey, when we get the ball, we can go score, you know, that that would help the defense out a lot. Um, and you, you've you seen that in the last, you know, three and a half games. When the offense gets the ball, you know, they rarely go three and out. They at least, you know, move the ball. Um, but more times than not, you know, they're, they're you know, getting explosive plays, making things happen and so when the defensive guys when they see that you know even if the offense doesn't score they at least feel confident like okay hey let's go get the ball back for them give them give them another shot and more times than not you know you know they're going to make something happen and FSU's offense is man you know it's it's emerging it's emerging you know into one of the better offenses you know in in the country um they're one of the best um, Russian offenses um bar none and um, you know they're one of the most explosive offenses, you know, which is uh, which is saying a lot considering what you know what they look like at times, you know, this year. Um, but confidence is a big thing, you know. I, I talked about it earlier uh, in the you know in the in the year talking about how you know if they could have won the Notre Dame game, obviously won Jacksonville State and, go, and went into that Wake Forest game, which at the time, you know, I deemed the most important game on the schedule. Um, confidence is huge, and you know if they if they would have gone in, into that that game with some confidence, you know, you know who knows 
how the season you know would have shaped up but here we are now three three wins in a row Clemson looks vulnerable you know FSU you know has some confidence and you know I'm sure they'll be they'll be hyped um, to play against you know Wuhan Dabo and uh, and those guys um, you know the mystique of Clemson is, is gone um, you know I talked about it last week it's like um, you see uh, a boxer who was just killing everybody and then once they finally lose you're like oh I see a chink in the armor. You know, he you know, he is beatable. It's almost like Rocky Four, right? With Rocky out there with Drago. And uh when he finally draws blood, he's like, you know, oh, he's not a machine. You know, and that's kind of where teams are with with Clemson now. You know, you saw NC State, you know, beat them. Syracuse Syracuse should have won. And you saw Pittsburgh, you know, kind of take a punch early and get down seven zero and then, you know, kind of find find their mojo and um, you know, put put Clemson away you know I mean the score was 27-17 but it really wasn't that close um you know so it's gonna be interesting to see um FSU on the road um basically you know you know they gotta play a clean game you know you can't, can't go in there and turn the ball over they can't make the special team blunders that they made against UMass like fair catching the punt inside the five or ten yard line I, I still don't understand what, what what's going on there and I even saw Pittsburgh do that against Clemson the other night. The guy fought, fair caught a ball on like the eight yard line, and I was, I was like, what, what in the, what are they doing? I mean, I, I, I wish somebody would ask Norville about that, um, and and they did a couple weeks ago, and he kind of indir- indirectly was like, you know, we tell them to fair catch it at that point because punters have gotten so good at you know deadening the ball inside the five, but I'm just like. The pop, the probability of that ball going into the end zone is way greater than if you fair you you know you're definitely going to get the ball at like the five if you fair catch it. Whereas if you let it go, odds are more times than not it's going to go into the end zone. You're going to get the ball at the twenty, and you know you probably have read the post by now that um, I wrote for Chop Chat uh, on Tuesday morning talking about um, special teams. Uh, you know the they got to be better. That's critical to upsetting Clemson and, and the hidden yardage and, and you know, just making good decisions. If they make good decisions, fair catching the kickoff instead of running it out and getting tackled at, at the 16-yard line, um, you know, not fair catching, you know, punts inside the 5 or 10, you know, that hidden yardage you get, um, you know, just by starting at the 25 or the 20. You know, if you get one first down and you have to punt, you know, you can at least kind of flip the field. Whereas if you got a punt from your own end zone, you know, Clemson's going to get the ball or any team's going to get the ball near, you know, midfield. And you don't want to give a short field um, to an offense that's struggling like Clemson. You know, you want them to, to go, you know, go the length of the field as, as, as much as possible. And if they do that, then you tip your hat to them and, hey, you know, they earned it. But if you're giving them short fields, um, you know, you're, you're asking for, a team to find some confidence and find a way to beat you um, when the offense hasn't been great at all. I mean, they're among the worst offenses in the country. Now they're talented, no doubt. Um, and a lot of the issues are, are with quarterback play, just as FSU's issues were earlier in the year. Um, and their, their receivers have had bricks for hands as of late. I mean, I, I've watched several drops um, DJ, uh, he misses a lot, but sometimes he puts his on the money and, you know, they just drop the ball. And it could be that, you know, hey, they don't expect him to put it on the money because he's really inconsistent. 
you know, that could be, you know, that could be a part of it as well, you know, but, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, how, how this game shapes up, you know, everybody talks about Clemson's, um, you know, defense and, and how great it is. And I found a really apt comparison and I haven't heard anybody talk about this. I was looking, uh, just, just looking at footage and different things that, um, uh, that I can find about Clemson. And I went back and I was looking at where they're ranked when you're looking at, um, at advanced metrics. And, um, and I want to give my guy, um, credit. Um, it's, uh, www.bcftois.com. Um, it's Brian Freemu. I think I'm, I'm pronouncing that last name right, but, um, he's similar to Bill Connolly and I use a lot of his work. I, um, and his is free, whereas Bill's is behind the paywall ESPN plus now, but, um, Brian uses advanced metrics to, um, you know, to measure offenses and defenses and, and special teams and, and things like that. And so prior to, uh, week eight, so before the Pittsburgh game and before, um, Notre Dame played, I think it was USC this past week. Um, Clemson had the number four ranked defense in the uh, in the country. And going, in, going into the game last week, Notre Dame had the number nine defense in the country using advanced metrics. And when you think about it, you're like, man, you know, FSU scored, you know, 38 points against Notre Dame. And when you go back and look at it, FSU has scored more points in Notre Dame than any team this season. Um, after that game, you know, Notre Dame, you know, they, they have a new defense coordinator and they've kind of, you know, I guess found what works for them. And they've, they've been playing solid football. I mean, you don't get ranked top 10 in, in advanced metrics, um, you know, for nothing. And when you look at a lot of the, the traditional stats that, you know, we um, we look at uh, Clemson is only allowing like 3.22 um, yards per rush. Notre Dame is allowing less than four yards per rush. Also, um, actually, Notre Dame is better at um, getting off the field on third down than than Clemson is. Um, you know, Clemson's um, at like 37 percent. Um, uh, allowing teams to convert on them, and, and Notre Dame is around 33%. When you look at tackles for loss, they're com- they're comparable. I think Clemson has like five more tackles for loss, but when you look at getting after the quarterback, Notre Dame actually does a better job. Uh, they have uh, two more sacks, and they have more quarterback hurries than than Clemson does, and they force more turnovers. You know, they they forced a, a ton of turnovers um, this year, so. Going into this game against Clemson, it's not like FSU hasn't faced. Now, obviously, they 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 may not be they may not have played at the, at the level that they're playing at now because they were you know it was the first game of the year, new defensive coordinator. Um, FSU had two weeks, well, two weeks, um, the entire off season to to prepare. You know, so that, you know, although they they did have some history with um, the Notre Dame defensive coordinator and. Um, Mike Novell, you know, but still, um, that, that was an, an impressive effort from FSU. Um, and you got to think also that Jordan Travis wasn't playing at the level that he's playing at right now either. He didn't have the confidence that he had, um, then, 
and um, FSU is going to be the healthiest they've been since that Notre Dame game, um, more than likely, depending on Dylan Gibbons. Um, and I think he'll play um, this weekend. You know, the offensive line should be as healthy as it has been since Notre Dame. Jordan Travis will be playing with, with confidence he hadn't had, you know, since forever. Uh, the running backs are, hey, those are those are some talented guys. And, you know, they, they're running hard and they're among the, the, the national leaders in uh, yards per carry. Um, you know, the question is, are the receivers going to make plays? You know, is Jordan Travis going to be able to extend plays with his legs? And we saw Kenny Pickett with Pittsburgh. You know, he's no Jordan Travis with his legs, and he was able to make some things happen. You know, he was able to scramble for some some very important first downs when uh, when things broke down. And you expect that Jordan Travis will will be able to do the same thing. And it's not like um, FSU has been creating a lot of design runs for Travis. It's almost like they're, they're they know that a certain percentage of the pass plays they call, you know, he, he'll he just take off at some point and just make things happen. So it's not like they have to call a bunch of design runs for them, for him to be successful as far as um, using his legs. So that's, um, you know, that's going to be uh, a big part of, of what they do. Um, and Jordan Travis has been doing a great job of not taking um, sacks and, you know, getting behind the chains, you know, first and, 15 and uh, you know second 15 and obviously the penalties have been way down the last three or four games and so I know we gave the team and coaches a hard time for um, you know just being undisciplined and and all that good stuff you know hey if we're going to call them out whenever they suck hey you gotta you gotta give them praise whenever they've done the things to correct those issues so um, you know Playing disciplined football has 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 been a, a a big help to the offense and keeping them ahead of the chains and and when you look back at that Notre Dame game, one of the one of the what the biggest you know keys were the three turnovers. If FSU doesn't turn the ball over three times, they win that game more than likely going away, um, and that's going to be key against Clemson also. So um, the UMass game made two games in a row that the FSU offense had not turned the ball over. I know they had a turnover, but that was on special teams. The offense has not turned the ball over um, at all the last two games. And if FSU can play um, turnover-free ball or at least be even with uh, Clemson, man, they, they're going to have they're going to have a great shot of of winning this game. Um, Ten-point favorites, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're going to have a good shot if they if they don't beat themselves. So, um, and we'll be talking more about we'll be talking more about the matchup and uh, and things of that nature. But um, I did have one question from um, our guy uh, one day at a time on Twitter. Shout out to my dude, um, big time supporter of of the podcast, and he was asking, and it's a really good question. He was asking if um, I thought we would see more um, blitzes from Adam Fuller. Um, against uh, Clemson's quarterback who's been struggling. And and I, I don't have your question um, one day at a time. I don't have it right up in front of me, but I'm, I think I'm pretty close. I'm paraphrasing it. And and I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, you know, if if you can get pressure on him, you know, and, and Clemson has some issues. They have some injuries on the offensive line too. So FSU, you know, been really solid against the run um, all year. And, and I will tell you that, that – 
the running back they have, the freshman running back they have, Will Shipley, uh, you know, he's got some burst to him. You know, there's there's a couple times where where Pittsburgh they they got really lucky. You know, he he just got tripped up. You know, he was like one or two steps away from some breaking some big runs. Um, but FSU FSU has handled the run pretty well. Uh, Clemson has you know some issues on offensive line with injuries, so I think FSU can probably handle their offensive line with their front four. And so you may say, well, why don't you bring pressure? Well, if you bring pressure, that's going to leave you less defenders out there to defend, right? So you you may give up a big play. I mean, we saw um, UMass hit a big play on FSU on Saturday. You know, they brought pressure and they caught uh, FSU in the blitz and he dumped the ball off to the running back and he ran, you know, forever, it seemed like, before they tackled him. And Clemson, you know, Clemson loves – they love, you know, running little screens and tunnel screens and things like that. So I don't think I would um, bring a lot of pressure against um, DJ or, or uh, Fomacon. Both of them have been erratic with their passes. Um, I think the the game plan should be to force them to execute all the way down the field. They, they're averaging less than five yards per play on offense. You know, the odds are, unless they just hit a switch somehow, which – which you would have thought they would have been able to do that um, coming off the bye week um, last week, and it didn't happen. You know, the odds are either they're going to have an errant pass, um, either the receiver's going to drop the ball, or receiver's going to run, you know, they're not going to be on the same page. Um, Clemson, I don't think they, they're going to have some success probably, um, but I don't think they're going to be able to consistently run the ball unless they really – use DJ in the running game. Now, that is something to watch out for. I, I, I said this since the first game of the year, whenever he was struggling running the ball. That has always been Dabo Sweeney's go-to whenever the, their offense was struggling. You can go all the way back to Taj Boyd. You remember they used to run him like 15 times a game. Uh, and, you know, then you, you enter um, Deshaun Watson. You know, they would run him to death, you know, 15, 20 times a game. Yeah, and um, I forgot the other guy after him. Um, Kelly Bryant, I think it was. You know, they ran him to death because he couldn't he couldn't really throw. And and in big games, um, you know, they ran Trevor Lawrence as well. Now, obviously, they haven't had to run their quarterbacks against FSU. Well, they didn't even play last year, but the last couple of years. But this is a game probably that you know Dabo Dabo won't come out and say it, but a loss a loss to FSU you know, could be kind of a, a signaling, you know, change of the times like, uh oh, you know, that 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 could give FSU, you know, some 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 really good momentum. You know, not only would it be their fourth consecutive win, but, you know, then then the coaches could, you know, Mike Novell could point to and say, Hey, bro, I <laughs> man, we had a COVID year last year and I've only been here really one year because I'm not counting last year and we already put the smack down on Clemson. So, I mean, you know, who you think you want to go play for Clemson or FSU? You know, we're turning in the right direction. You know, Clemson's been at the top. Now they're on the way down. We're on the way up. We're ascending, you know. So as far as recruiting goes, you know, that could play a huge role for FSU if they're able to to get that win. That's something they can hang their hat on and sell to recruits. And so Dabo, Dabo knows that. And I think I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of um, DJ running in this game or whoever, whoever they send out there. You know, we've already seen Dabo pull out fake punts against Syracuse. 
I wouldn't be. He's going to do whatever he can to to win this game. So um, hopefully, um, FSU coaches are preparing for uh, all of those scenarios. Um, you know, they have faced some running quarterbacks. You know, Sam Howell. You know, he ran. You know, he ran a lot against FSU and has some success. But that's kind of what you wanted because you didn't want him throwing the ball a whole lot. Um, you know, and he's a, a more capable passer than um, DJ is. Um, so I guess you could you could say, hey, we, you know, we'll let you run because DJ is not, you know, he's not like a, uh, the quarterback from from Louisville um, whose name is escaping me right now. Cunningham, I think is his name, Malik Cunningham. He's not him, um, you know, uh, you know, but he's a big boy. You know, he, he's six five, two fifty. you know, but do they want to run him and and risk, um, you know, him him getting beat up. And, and then, you know, later in the game, you know, he's going to be really incapable of doing much at all. Uh, but I think, you know, like I said, Dabo is going to do whatever he can to try to win this game. So he's going to, I think we want to see a lot of quarterback run. And, um, you know, and I'm curious to see how they're going to play against Jordan Travis. Um, you know, are they going to bring, are they going to, you know, bring pressure um, against FSU's offensive line? Um, you know, will they take a page out of Notre Dame's book? You know, Notre Dame, FSU has some really bad field position, and that's why I talked about it earlier. You mean you don't want to get stuck on the ten yard line and have Clemson's D line just just pinning their ears back and coming back, uh, coming after you, um, you know, as a quarterback or or trying to run the ball. I mean, I, you know, we saw them struggle um, earlier in that game when Notre Dame was just bringing everybody, and FSU couldn't do much at all those first two possessions until uh, Jason Corbin broke that that long touchdown run. And after that, you know, Notre Dame kind of it seemed like they kind of you know, got them to loosen up a little bit as far as uh, bringing so much pressure. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what they decide to do. Um, man, it's going to be a fun week. We've got all week to to break down footage and um, talk about tendencies. Um, you know, I know all all podcasts and, and websites are, are probably going to be doing that. But one thing I try to do is, is try to be different, you know, point out ways we can win, things to look out for. Um, you know, just like we did with the uh, North North Carolina game, and we were pretty on point with that as far as like weaknesses that FSU could exploit. And um, I found a couple, I think, with with Clemson as well. Um, so looking forward to um, writing about those things this week. But um, FSU is in a great place, man. Um, you know, if they can win, if they can win Saturday, you know, man, if we think we think they have confidence now. You know, that would be huge. Uh, going into um, the NC State game and NC State, you know, a lot of people were high on NC State, and I still think they're not a great matchup for FSU. But it's a game they can win, especially uh, with NC State traveling on the road. Um, I, I told, I forgot who it was. I was, I was chatting with on Twitter. Um, and they were surprised that the line was so small between NC State and in Miami, and I told the guys that bro, I wouldn't touch that line with anything because. Lines that are too good to be true, man, they usually turn out that way. And then NC State is liable to lay lay an egg on the road. And, man, they sure did. They they got the ball in their last possession at midfield. All they needed was a field goal, and they just just choked that choked that possession away. You know, but um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see um, how FSU uh, matches up against them, if they can beat Clemson. And then, of course, you have the, uh, the game against Miami after that. Um, Please keep Manny Diaz forever, um, <laughs> man. You know, I wonder. I really wonder if they would have fired him if he would have lost that game against NC State. And that's that seemed to be the sentiment. But my thing is, I have no idea who they're gonna. Who are you gonna hire? 
You know, Miami, I mean, you don't have any money. Um, you know, they don't have a recruiting class. Manny Diaz said he's going to use the transfer portal to uh, fill out his class, basically, um, the 2022 class. I'm like, he really has no choice because he only has, like, eight commitments. And, um, you know, he has, like, zero – one offensive lineman maybe and one defensive lineman. Um, he's got a quarterback committed, but basically he's a running back trying to play quarterback. You know, he's not a – you know, I'm, man, they – they're in trouble. But one thing I will say, though, is Miami players played hard. Um, they didn't play smart, but they played hard. You know, they didn't quit against UNC. They didn't quit against NC State. You know, so he's got those guys playing hard, and you you know they're going to come. They're going to come hard whenever they play FSU. So um, it's shaping up to be uh, a really interesting uh, five remaining games. Uh, of course, after Miami, uh, we have BC, and I've been telling everybody from the jump, BC was overrated. You know, they started out playing, you know, the school of whoever, Cupcake Central, and started out 3-0, and I think it was, or 3-1. and And, you know, once they entered ACC play, um, I don't think they have a, a win yet. Yeah, they don't have a win yet. And I saw where um, uh, Adria uh, Adelson had Boston College ahead of FSU in her power rankings, and I was like, yeah, you, you need to change that. F, uh, FSU, you know, they have some ACC wins at least. Uh, Boston College hadn't won anything in the in the league, so you need to let them slide down that that uh, that power ranking a little bit. So uh, I think BC's a win. You know, um, those those guys, their defense is terrible, their offense isn't very good, um, and then of course you got the Florida game. So if if FSU can can get two of the next three games and then then beat beat BC, hey, that's six wins, baby. And we're going bowling. So, hey, I appreciate you guys' support, man. Um, I appreciate all of the uh, support you gave last week on Twitter. Uh, I saw a lot of you uh, retweeting, um, you know, showing love, you know, telling people to check out the podcast. Um, Really do appreciate it. Um, It's always fun to get on here and and talk FSU football. And, um, you know, if you haven't had an opportunity to – uh, subscribe and, and, and download. Make sure you do that. Um, five-star reviews, if you feel it's worthy. Um, we certainly appreciate those. And we look forward to um, seeing you guys. You know, I might do a Clemson preview. It just depends on if I have time. Um, but if not, um, definitely after that game. Um, again, be sure to check out um, Bet Online if you, um, you know, are into or gambling. Uh, and support the podcast. Um, appreciate you guys, and go notes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.